0: TFC talk on all in sports talk. Hey everyone, Steve Genero here for TFC talk with another uh, quick hit. I guess after the match, we're talking about Toronto FC three Minnesota Football Club two. A very exciting game for the neutral fan who was watching, as the game had pretty much everything in it. We had goals, we had controversy, we had highlight reel, we had excitement. Teams go up, teams go down, teams claw back. A lot of uh, a lot of fun to, to, to watch this match but I think the bigger storylines here are quite simple the Toronto FC get their sixth win in a row and that's pretty historic if we think about where this franchise has come in its first 10 years as so we explore Greg Lenny's time as head coach and we talk about what he's done right and what he you know where areas where he can continue to improve or we talk about the squad and you know uh, is this player at their peak performance and can they squad uh, can this squad deal with injuries or uh, scheduling conflicts? this Toronto FC team has met every single challenge this year. They now have only lost one game this season. That was a away to Columbus very early on. And aside from that, they have found continually different ways to pick up points and not just pick up points but to pick up three points and to come from behind to pick up three points or to you know or to, to push on and score that that needed goal in uh, you know in late in matches. To be decisive. And this was always the next step for this team when we spoke about it in the off season leading into this season is could they turn all those home draws last year into home wins? Could they turn all those away draws into away wins? Could they be the type of team that puts their foot on the throat of the opponent and chokes them out to win a game? And we've seen Toronto see, collect three points uh, over the last two and a half weeks where they picked up, uh, you know, six wins in a row, again in a very short time. No team in MLS history has ever won six games in a row in such a short period of time. No team in MLS history has ever won um, five games in in a, 15, in a 15 day span, as coach Greg Benny talked about in the press conference. And we've seen them do it in a variety of different ways. Sometimes just being electric and explosive, sometimes having to grind it out, sometimes coming from behind, sometimes with continual fight against teams that were surprisingly difficult. Working through fatigue and squad rotation, Javinko did not play a significant amount of minutes in the, this last little 15-day span where they played five games. We saw um, you know, Josie Althor not start at one point. We saw Vasquez not travel to Seattle. Beta Shore not travel to Seattle. Um, Zavoleta not travel to Seattle. We saw midweek cross-country trips. Uh, and yet at the same time, we saw Jay Chapman come in and do a job. We've seen Marky Delgado really uh, you know, perform at a, at a strong level and demonstrate the need for him consistently in this squad. We've seen players like Nick Haglund, who we're still waiting to hear on the injury status of Nick, who got injured in the game on Saturday. We've seen him do a job in the absence of Drew Moore uh, while he was away. And yet, you know, next man continues to step up. The depth of this squad isn't particularly impressive. And the coaching staff is doing a heck of a job of getting the most out of its players. If you look back at the Minnesota game, I thought that Minnesota played you know, two really different parts to this match. At one moment, they there was some stretches, probably 10 minutes at a time, not too many of them, just two to three different stretches, in my opinion, throughout the match, where they looked very much like an expansion club, very much like Toronto looked like in the early years and actually even in some of the middle years as well, uh, where you play well, you have shape and you're compact and you're doing the things you want to do. And then you have two or three minutes where it's four, five, six kind of bonehead plays in a row. And they each other compound on top of each other. And the end result is that the ball finds its way into the back of the net. And there was this is certainly could be described as the, the process of the lead up to the first Toronto goal where Raheem Edwards is awarded a, a penalty. Uh, Josie Altador comes to the line, converts the penalty one nothing. Sorry, Josie Altador. Sebastian Javinko comes to the line, converts the penalty one nothing Toronto FC. In the lead up to that, there is about a four-minute stretch where you could just you could feel the goal coming, and not because Toronto FC was playing dominant. I thought Toronto FC played a great game, but more than the, the fact that Minnesota just didn't look like they were up to the challenge, and they were just giving the ball away and very careless. But one of the things that really impressed me about this Minnesota team was their tenacity. I guess their belief in themselves and their desire, their inability to give up. Right, they did not give up in this match. You know, last week this Minnesota team scored two goals against Sporting Kansas City in a way that was kind of shocking because Sporting Kansas City had only given up three goals on the entire season up until that point. Remember, they held Toronto FC scoreless at home in a a nil-nil draw earlier this season. At the same time, they came in here against Toronto FC and they put two goals against Toronto FC who are the third best team in MLS for goals conceded. FC Dallas and Sporting KC had only given up five heading into the weekend. Toronto FC had only given up nine heading into the weekend. And there's Minnesota again putting two goals in the back of the net. They continued to claw back, continued to fight and put themselves in a position on more than one occasion to walk away with points in this game Having said that, Toronto FC, I thought, were the better club over 90 minutes, and we saw that Early on, it looked a little bit confusing and disorganized, a lot of new bodies, several changes to the the starting roster, lineup, squad. And then, you know, because of illness, Greg Vennie had to use all of his subs. Because of injury, he had to use all of his subs. I don't think there was an anticipation that they would have to take Javinko off so soon, but at about 40 minutes, Javinko gets subbed off with what's been called a quad injury or a quad strain. And the notion here was that he just felt a little bit tight, and they wanted to protect him and get him off there. And it's nice when you have the depth that you can bring off Javinho and bring on Josie Altidore. All of a sudden, Toronto is starting to look, to look like the Manchester City of Major League Soccer, where uh, you know you get to sub out one MVP for another. One massive goal-scoring threat for another. And that's what they were able to do at about 40 minutes. At the half, Hernandez did not return. I thought he played a very solid first half. They said he was feeling ill. We'll see what that turns out to be, if that was just a sickness. Or if it might be something similar to what Coach talked about with Jonathan Sorio, where he left the Columbus game feeling a little bit ill. And now we've heard that there are some heart rate uh, concerns that they noticed uh, from the match itself, that they want to get checked out with Jonathan. And that's why he wasn't training for the rest of the week or playing in in the match. itself so Hernandez has to come out Zavaleta comes in and plays and then a little bit later in the match uh, Nick Haglund himself uh, gets hurt injured we'll wait to see the extent of that hopefully it's not serious but he's gone for an MRI coach said after the match so we'll see what that leads into and we get you know uh, An extra midfielder coming on as Toronto then decides to go for the game. It looked like Morrow was going to be the replacement, but then while Heiglund is injured before Toronto can get their next sub on, they can see the penalty kick, and then Minnesota, where they tie the match, at that point it becomes 2-2 instead of 2-1. Vanny puts Vasquez on and decides to go for the win. And it proves to be the right decision because, uh, you know, shortly after that to St. Ricketts scores again, third goal in two games. Really hitting his stride. Great to see St. you know, playing really well at the highest level and getting, getting the opportunity to continue to score goals. He can be a frontline player in this league, and it's just a matter of getting the minutes. But when you play for a team as deep as Toronto FC, where you have Juvegos and Altidores up top, uh, you know the minutes are going to be hard to come by. But to Saint Ricketts continues to impress and de- demonstrate why more minutes are deserving for a player like him. Great as an impact sub, but also great, uh, you know, if, if you play the right structure or system to exploit where his strengths really lie, and then that is to run into space. He, he's pretty dangerous like that. On the whole, TFC was not their, let's say, their best game, but across these six games that they've won now, six in a row, they haven't played their best soccer yet. We have not seen Toronto FC, in my opinion, put together 90 dominant minutes of football. We've seen them put in several unique performances along the way, getting three points a variety of different ways, Some that I thought was impressive. I thought the win in Seattle was extremely impressive given the circumstance, but we have yet to see 90 dominant minutes from Toronto FC. They have yet to hit their stride or play their best. And so what that looks like will be very interesting because right now they are Clearly the best team in the East and they are on a collision course to face FC Dallas in the MLS Cup if this continues. I thought last year Toronto FC for large stretches was the best team in the East and FC Dallas was the best team in the West and across the league. I think the same is still true again this year and we'll look we'll look forward to uh, you know, the matchups between those two clubs. But first, before we get to that, because that comes Canada Day, Canada Day will be the first time we see FC Dallas against Toronto FC. Before we get to that, we get Toronto FC Friday night against New York Red Bulls. And while Red Bull dropped points this weekend too and now Toronto C find themselves with a clear differential between themselves and and New York um, in, in the Eastern Conference, make no mistake, Red Bull are a good team and they will be very excited for the opportunity Friday night to play on national television and to play against the league leaders and to try and be the ones to end the six game win streak and Toronto will have to go on the road and that will be very challenging. Okay folks here's what you're going to get for the rest of the show today get your to Greg Benny's audio from the post game scrum following the 3-2 victory for Toronto FC over Minnesota. Then you'll hear uh, Michael Bradley from the locker room discussing again all things Toronto FC the match itself where they sit in the, in the league and going forward and then finally you'll get to a little bit of TFC too because it was a double header this weekend at BMO Field where a Immediately following the the big club's victory, TFC2 took to the field. They were... Uh, Unfortunate to not walk away with the points, but I'll let Dario Passarelli, who covers TFC2 and and hosts TFC2 Talk for All in Sports Talk, give you the rundown towards the end of the show. After that, the man with the big voice will tell you where to follow, how to follow All in Sports Talk. Myself, Steve Gennaro, at underscore S Gennaro, and of course, XTSC, the Extreme Toronto Sports Club, who, uh, you know, sponsored this show and make this show possible. So make sure you check them out, xtsc.ca, the best in recreational sport all across the greater Toronto area. So, folks, we're back again Friday, Toronto FC versus New York Red Bulls in uh, New York, or, you know, technically what's New York. And until then, up the Reds. TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. Greg, how do you sum up that second half? Uh, A little too entertaining for my liking. Um, Yeah, it
1: was... Back and back and forth. Um, the credit goes to them too. They were pushing. They were putting guys into some good spots, and you know we they created some problems for us. Obviously, got kept matching our goals uh, before we were able to give ourselves a two-goal lead, uh, which meant that you know we kept having to scrap and claw and, and push to try to to get enough to win the game in the end. But that's five wins in what 15 days? I don't know that that's ever been done before. Uh, no one said that the last one was going to be easy uh, by any stretch. And, and obviously with, with Seba coming out early and then Jason happened to come out at halftime, you're down two subs quickly, um, which left us one sub and then Nick got injured one sub to try to make a, a difference there in the end. And uh, we went for it and, and we were repaid with a goal and it um, meant a win. Is there any word on, on Nick's injury and, and what took so long? To, it seemed to take a while before the sub came along. Well, whenever, I think whenever you get a guy that gets hurt and we grabbed a guy to turn him around and he's he's got to get himself ready to go, but then there was a penalty kick. So then we needed to see whether or not uh, if they make the penalty kick and it changed our sub because it was going to be Justin because we were up a goal. And then when Justin, when the PK happened, then it became Victor because now we were pushing to try to get uh, get a win. So that, that altered the amount of time it took us as well. So... Um, yeah, probably a little bit too much time from going from Nick being down to Justin getting on the field, but, uh, but in the end, when the PK was called and, and they made it, we you know with our last sub, we just made a different choice. We went with a more attacking player versus a defensive player. So. And any sense of whether it's a serious injury? Uh, don't know. Um, we'll see after the MRI, but he's, he's sore for sure, and uh, we'll, we'll see where we're at. Status of the other players who
0: went off?
1: Uh, I mean, Seven Seba was, he was feeling tight in his quad and precautionary to, to get him off to try to uh, prevent anything that might be longer term, um, and Jason was just, he was sick, so he was, um, you know, yeah, he just didn't have any more in him to, to go in the second half, so we had to make a change there. Greg, can, can you discuss the
2: mentality a little bit? I mean, that's an aggressive move, bringing
3: Vasquez on, going for the win. You've already played. This is your fourth game in 11 days, and you essentially
0: have two defenders on the field, right? Yeah. And it just seems like you and the players are finding ways to win games. Is it the mentality of the group? What is it?
1: Yeah, it's. I think so. I mean, it's. Uh, there's a winning mentality. There's an aggressive mentality. I guess you're, we're home, and we're at 2-2. Um does one point do us a ton of good, or does going for three points do us uh, some good? So, uh, I felt like we could create some problems, but also I think I felt like we could take care of the guys they had in certain places if we added another midfielder. I thought it would become clearer for us in some ways defensively, even though we didn't have a lot of defenders on the field. Um, but then it would add another player that I thought that would create a lot of problems for them, uh, and we would be able to get a hold of the ball a little bit more and create some some mismatch problems. Um, and Create some opportunities and that's that's why we went for the the added midfielder if you will versus the center back I thought it would just you know both tactically make things clearer, but also give us an opportunity to go for the game and uh, Again, sometimes
0: it works out I don't think I've ever seen Michael Bradley with his hands on his knees with five minutes to go. I mean, how, how tired is the group right now? And how do you get over that?
1: Yeah, guys are you know, they're they're exhausted. They put uh, they put a lot into uh, the stretch and I think exceeded, you know, any of our expectations over the course of this in terms of taking points in every game. But they take a ton of pride in what they've accomplished and um, and wanted to close out this little stretch appropriately. They'll get a couple days rest and um, and then we want to continue to build on this because they know the next game is a is a great game and an important game. Um, so there won't be, you know, let down. But for sure they earned a couple days to try to recover. Uh, we'll be smart about how we approach this week and and get prepared for the next
2: one. Greg, another late goal from uh,
1: Ricketts there to, to call back a win. Uh, what do you make of him popping up at the right moment? First of all, it was an incredible effort by Josie just to keep things alive and to, to keep the ball moving forward, uh, to get to the end line and to hang up across. And I thought uh, you know, to Saint in that particular instance, he kept the game in front of him, meaning kept the space in front of him, which gave himself a chance to just go and rise above everybody else and 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 head it in. And when he does that, there isn't any many people, if anyone, who can jump as high as he can jump and and can get on the end of some of those things. And in that particular particular instance, I felt like to say maybe got surprised that Josie actually kept that thing alive, which means. Sometimes Ta-Saint gets in too far too soon, and he doesn't allow himself the opportunity to finish. And maybe because Josie surprised him by getting to the end line, meant that Ta-Saint left some of the space in front of him, and he was able to attack the ball and head it in. Um, but his, you know, his work rate all day is is something you can never question. He's he's goal oriented. He wants to score. He wants to get on the end of things. And and um, and because of that, he creates issues. And and you give him enough time, and you give him. Enough good service. He's for sure gonna find a couple chances over the course of the match, and it was a, it was a timely one indeed that uh, that he finished. And you know, again, a lot of credit to Josie for just keeping that play alive. Greg, you used a lot of players in the last five games, partly because you've had to, but is it part of a long-term strategy to get a look at as many guys as you can now? Or in the stretch run late in the summer, you, you kind of know what you have. Yes, I, I mean I think there's right there's just the natural fatigue of traveling and playing a lot that goes in with it and you want some sort of squad rotation just to try to keep guys reasonably fresh. But I also think that we have a deep team and I want uh, and I believe everybody is capable of helping this team win games. And so uh, in order to keep guys engaged for the long stretch to to give guys opportunities, then I want to keep seeing guys step up and make it's early in the season and things are going well and we have very capable players and so it, you know, it by giving guys an opportunity and they're hungry they get out there and they make plays and they do two things and the second is it's also playing a little bit of the long game it's a long season and uh, you know we don't want to crush anyone in these early, early portions of the season so it's trying to um, some of our guys will have little things that we need to manage or whatever we're trying not to push them too hard through the stretch so um, there's a lot of factors that kind of go into it but I meant what I said, I think we have an incredibly deep team that's capable of, with players capable of, uh, of starting on a lot of teams around this league that don't always get to start for us every weekend, and so when they get opportunities, I still felt like today we started with a lot of different guys It felt like we were gonna win the game. Um, there was obviously some stretches where I felt like we, we lost a little bit of control and forgot what was working for us, but um, but I felt like we had a we have a good team that can win a game any any day, regardless of what I put out there. Is Chris Mavinga Starting to get a little bit more comfortable with the team, it felt like he was strong today. Yes, um, I think since Chris's first opportunity, his first outing, uh, I've said this again a few times. Uh, I think it was kind of a wake up for him, real quick. That uh, this league is difficult. It's challenging. Players are good, and, and not to say he underestimated the league, but I think it caught him by surprise a little bit. And uh, you know, he, as I've said there were several times, his comment to me after the game was, "Sorry, coach, I was naive." And every every day since that game that he's trained and he's played, he has been anything but naive in training. His, his concentration, focus, his attention to things has been the where it should be. And uh, the culmination, I think, is, is he's had some good performances the last few times out. Uh, unfortunately, the last game, I, just from a tactical reason, I took him out, but it wasn't for anything that he was doing or not doing. Uh, today, I thought he played a strong match, a lot of times he was matched up just one-on-one in some open space against Amladi who was a uh, incredibly athletic guy himself and a very forward-thinking player and, and he managed the situation well uh, and then he got a goal on the other end for all of his efforts so uh, I think he's excited um, and prepared and ready to ready whenever called upon, he's been great. Craig, you said uh, during the week that Oso had been ill, was there any diagnosis on what that was? I haven't I haven't checked into it our you know one of our concerns is because of the illness he had a racing a racing heart rate and so similar to Drew is to try to figure out if if that was a like a one-time sort of scenario it's something that we tracked and saw and connected to the game and so between our data and him seeing uh, physician and now potentially specialists to try to figure out what was actually causing that. It's, is it something of him not feeling well? Is there some sort of, um, you know, all the travel, different things, what was causing the elevated heart rate? But it was, he wasn't feeling well. He felt like, um, you know, that his his uh, yeah that his heart rate was elevated abnormally and he could feel that. And so he gave us a little bit of indication of that at halftime of the last game. And we got him out as quickly as we possibly could, in, in the Columbus match, and now it's just a, let's figure out what that is. So I don't, we don't have a specific diagnosis. We're trying to find out the cause of the elevated heart rate, essentially. With uh, with Nick uh, maybe being out for a little while, how would, uh, and how important is Drew Moore become I'm coming back soon? I, guess, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's critical. Uh, again, just to provide us with, with leadership. Depth that center guy. I thought Jason was very good again in the first half. So we we still have um, depth, but at having Drew come back for any reason, whether we had Nick or not, is a is a huge boost back to our back line. So, um, but with Nick with Nick down, it's um, yeah we we need another guy. In, in the grand scheme of things, and we know Drew will be ready. He's he could have been ready for some minutes tonight, uh, but we we chose to give him the opportunity to really push himself. Us to push him physically to build his fitness level back up instead of to using him for maybe 20 or 30 minutes in this game. So he'll be ready by by Friday, and and I think we'll be able to have his fitness level back up to you know close to match fit, and uh, he'll be ready to go. But it's it's important that you know with with Nick down at the moment for who knows how long that we get another guy.
2: He's already doubled the number of assists he
1: had last year this season. Are you seeing anything different from him that like is allowing that sort of production? Uh, n- not really. I mean, I think it's it's just the way he's playing. He was relentless in the in the goal or assist today. Uh, we saw a few of those, you know, through uh, the beginning of this year and the tail end of last year. Um, I think he just he feels great. He's having fun. He's working with the group. Uh, I think he's a good passer when. Um, When the opportunity presents himself, he's an unselfish guy and so um, You know, he's not always necessarily looking shoot first He's looking for the right opportunity in the right moment and you know, he's he's put the ball in good spots and guys have finished it So it's tough to say uh, That it's anything different other than him. Just you know, he's he's on fire. I think in a lot of ways just the way he's playing is uh, Is impressive and so good things happen when you play aggressive like he's been playing as a forward.
0: What about his yellow card? The hotel that was the game? Now he's only one away from the suspension. Is that a concern
1: to you? Uh, it is what it is. I think um, at the end of the day, he was trying to win this game, and that was the most important thing on the day was win the game. And um, you know, we'll deal with it as if we get there and as we get there. Um, but those are just things that you have to deal with, like. Gotta sick at halftime, you gotta just deal with it. So, uh, what's important again is that we picked up three points. If you take a yellow card, ensuring some way, shape, or form that we pick up three points, then uh, nobody's gonna complain too much. Thanks,
0: guys. Thanks. Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC, offers the best co ed, men's, and women's recreational leagues across the city Scarborough, North York, downtown Toronto indoor and outdoor turf soccer co volleyball and ball hockey leagues too get your soccer fix with extreme toronto sports club sign up today at xtsc.ca xtsc.ca tfc talk on all in sports talk. all in sports talk 24 7 sports talk radio
2: Mentality
3: at the moment. Yeah, it was a day where we just needed to find a way to win. Um, not uh, not a not a perfect afternoon. Not how we we would have drawn it up. Um, obviously, had to deal with some injuries, some early subs. Um, <clears throat> but the part I liked most was when when the game was on the line in the last 25-30 uh, minutes, we went for it, and, and we had a even on a even on a day when things weren't uh perfect we found a way to really to really push and, and really go for it and and ultimately um go for it in a way where there was only going to be one team walking away with three points
2: is recovery now the most important thing heading into, uh, next weekend?
3: yes absolutely um you know it's been a it's been a really good stretch for us we wanted to it was it was very important for us that we we finished off um finished things off at today um with another three points and now you know the the first order of business over the next uh two or three days is to re- mentally physically recover um and and get ourselves ready for <coughs> uh a a huge game in Red Bull Arena you know i i obviously they play tomorrow they have they have a big game tomorrow against the galaxy but i I know uh, I know going there on on Friday night will will be uh, will be a big game and and we'll be ready and and really excited
2: Physically, you guys have been close to running on empty with these you know, incredible stretch of games but mentally how are you able to bounce back every time they, they find an equalizer you guys are just dug in deeper and manage to get the win
3: <laughs> yeah I mean look the the the, the first part the first part to it all is is obviously, uh, you know, you, you guys hear us talk all the time about how much we enjoy these stretches of, of games and games and games. There's nothing better. Um, <clears throat> the league has to find a better way to, to, to handle some of the logistics. You know, two weeks in a row, we play on Wednesday night. And we're the first game on Saturday afternoon uh, like i said when 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 you see this stuff happen over and over again um, you you shake your head a little bit because collectively um, across the board we're trying to we're trying to to grow the league and, and make sure that the the product on the field um, is is at its best on as many days as possible, and when you see stuff like that, um, among um, among other things, you you can't help but but shake your head <clears throat> a little bit. Um, having said that, everybody deals with it, um, and this is this is the stuff that you you can't explain to anybody on the outside, and, and so when when push came to shove today, and the game was on the line with with. 20, 25 minutes ago, we we still had a had a menta- had a had a way to find another gear, and and we had a, a we had a we had another level still to go, both mentally and physically, and and that to me is uh, something to be you know proud of, and and make sure that that's always there for us as we move forward.
1: Michael, there's still plenty of games to be being, to be played. Given the run of success you've had in this grueling stretch, has this team put down a marker that it is a force to be reckoned with this season?
3: Um, <clears throat> I, I I think so. Um, we we thought we were, uh, we think we're a good team, you know the. the we thought we were a good team last year. When push came to shove, I think we proved it. Um, you know, you guys heard me say it a million times over again um, <clears throat> in preseason at the beginning of the season that just because you have a good season last year, uh, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean a damn thing when, when things start over this year. Uh, and, and we were uh, very, very cognizant of that. but what you have is a, a group that is <coughs> incredibly motivated and incredibly determined to, to keep pushing, to keep moving forward. Um, I think the, <coughs> the, 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 the thing that uh, excites me the most is that when, when I look around, um, even, even after a game uh, like today, you you sense right away that um, guys want more you know it's not like we've won a few games and now we think we're we think we're better than we are everybody understands it's it's early it's the beginning of the season um, just like we had you know margins are still small right and and we're not uh we're not getting ahead of ourselves we we know that if we allow things to drop just a little bit that we can, we can lose to anybody and, and the, the mentality to, uh, make sure that on every single day for 90 minutes at a time, we manage to tune everything else out. What's what's happened before what's coming next and just go for it for 90 minutes when, when we do that and we can, um, Concentrate and compete and play and, and lay it all out there, then. Then we feel like, um, on on a lot of days we're we're gonna win, but but the again the margins are small and if we let things slip then, um. We. We. We'll, we'll pay and we understand that.
1: Injuries and illness happen all the time. Feel that there could be a correlation between. Kind of pack schedule you have, and players
3: breaking down. Um. No, I mean, look, I, like I said, I. I uh, there's nothing better than playing games, you know, and and obviously, when you when you look specifically at our club and our schedule. Because we avoid playing on so many FIFA dates, we end up playing on more, more, more midweek fixtures. Um, Which is how it should be, you know the eventually the the things have to get to a point in this league where um, Nobody plays on any uh, FIFA dates the the you know, the FIFA calendar is observed A hundred (coughs) percent But obviously with that means that there's there's you go through periods where there's a lot of games and and that's where I just come back to this other idea that the, the league needs to continue to Look at every little thing to make sure that um, the the players and the teams and and the, the product on the field is is given the the best chance possible to be to be to be at its best. You know, um, all the little things like I like I mentioned. Um, obviously, you know, things like charter flights are 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 an important part of that too. At some point, you know, I get that you're probably not going from the system we have now to a to a world where every flight by every team is chartered but if it, certainly there there's probably some type of middle ground where if you play midweek or if you have a game in a you know a certain window after that then it's you know it has to be it has to be uh to be a charter um again I'm not complaining that this is it's the same for everybody but I I think these are the things that um you know the collectively Everybody has to look at so that the 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 league can continue to make big strides. Thank you. What is uh
1: what is what is playing five games <clears throat> in fifteen or sixteen days? What are the challenges that that is for a
3: player? Um. Look, obviously, it, it's <clears throat> you, you. get into a rhythm of just of of playing, um, and playing and recovering, getting ready. You know, as soon as a, as soon as the game's over. Doing all the little things to make sure you give yourself a chance to be, to be at a hundred percent for the next game. Uh, everything from what you eat, how much you sleep, all the things. You know your your routine in terms of, uh, um, you know, the the day after your your regeneration program. Um, everything it all it all comes into play. <clears throat> um, you know, for for the we we spoke. We spoke about it at one point in the middle of these games. the The, the challenge for the group is that when you pl- when you go through a period of so many games, it's easy to it's easy to think that because there's more games coming, that they're they're less important in some ways. You know, you think ah, we have we play in a few days. You know, the, like when you go through when you have a stretch at the beginning of a season where it's once a week, then then they, you you prepare all week for one game, and that game is everything. When you have a <clears throat> when you have a when you have a, a stretch where you're playing every three days, it's easy and it's easy to just think. It's easy to write think write a game off. It's easy to at a certain point think ah you know it's not our day today. We're we've got to save some energy for for the game uh, for the game a few days from now. And and we ch- we really challenge ourselves to to not, to not, to not settle for anything, to not um, at any point look back and feel like um, that will, you know, we've won a few in a row. This one's not as important. We challenge ourselves to, you know, even, even with, uh, even with the game two or three days later, not to, you know, when, when. When games got into the second halves, and we needed to find another gear not to save anything to to push and to push and to really see if we could um you know g- give everything to come out win- to come out the uh, come out a winner and and like i said i I think that's that um I said at the beginning that's our uh, for any group that's the biggest challenge is, is 34 different times over the course of a season being ready to treat those 90 minutes as if there's nothing else and and to to play and compete and to leave everything out there in a way where um you don't care what's happened before and you don't care what is 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 coming after um and look we're we're not perfect um but again we we feel good about the group that we have the the mentality i think continues to get better stronger um you know and and when we needed the when we when over this last stretch when we needed to find another gear um we we did and so now it's we feel good about feel good about where things are but it's uh you know i know uh i know red bull pretty well and i can guarantee you that uh They'd love nothing more than to be the team that ends um, ends this little run. So we'll be ready.
2: You're pretty, uh, you're pretty close with Nick. any words from him first game? <coughs> I'm concerned about that
3: given the season he's had. Yeah, he's <coughs> he uh, he's such an important guy for us. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, he and I came here at the same at the same time. You know, or he, he was drafted. Uh, not long after after I got here, and uh, on top of being a, a a real good friend of mine, um, again he, he gives he gives our group so much in terms of his excuse <coughs> me his competitiveness, uh, his his versatility to play different spots in the back. Um, he he's he's such a good teammate. And when you talk about guys who who know what it means to compete, who guys guys who are winners, Nick is um, Nick checks every one of those boxes, and so he he's a young you know he's still a, a relatively young player um, <coughs> on a team with with some with with some other big players. It's not that he's always the first one to to get to get um attention um, but he doesn't care he comes in every day ready to ready to train ready to work ready to compete um and when he's called on he he never lets us down and so you know we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed for him that um, you know things thing things come out as uh, as good as possible um and and you know we'll uh you know we'll 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 be you know whenever he's back we'll be we'll be waiting for him and and ready you know ready to 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 get him back with us and and have him make a big difference like always no not at all not at all
0: tfc talk <laughs> on all in sports talk
2: welcome to tfc Two talk i'm jerry pastorelli The frustrations continue to grow for the young Reds on Saturday as they again played well enough to win but fell 1-0 to Bethlehem Steel at BMO Field. Unfortunately, it's been a repeating story for them. Their past five games, they've only conceded two goals but have no wins to show for it. Despite dominating the second half today, they cannot find the back of the net and their goal streak has now extended to 510 minutes. I spoke to Man of the Match Ben Spencer and Coach Jason Bent about the drought after the game, been about five games now without a goal in terms of for the TFC. What's what seems to be missing, uh, other than just the, the final touch?
3: Yeah, I think we're close. I think you know tonight we had a, we had a lot of close chances. Last game we had a lot of close chances. So I think. The goals will come. It's just it's just a matter of, of keep doing the right things. Uh, you know, keep keep, keep pushing, and, and, and the, the goals will come. Uh, we're solid defensively, so as long as we keep we keep the the clean sheet and keep keep conceding, uh, you know, a few few goals, then, then the goals are are going to come, and, and the wins will follow.
2: The fact that it's been building up over for a few games now, I'm sure players start feeling the pressure. Yes. As a coach, how do you help alleviate that for the next game?
1: It's difficult. You know, you. Uh, you see the frustration in the players, you know, them taking shots and dragging them wide or goalkeepers making a save and it's a lot of frustration and um, tension, you know, and you just have to stay positive. I was positive with the players in the locker room and just try to keep encouraging them. Uh, you know, we'll keep doing things on the training ground to try and improve. But, uh, I thought it was one of our better attacking displays uh, of the season like I said, it's, you know, it's, the, it's the hardest part of the game to score goals. That's why some big players and uh, teams get paid a lot of money to do it. And uh, we're just missing that final touch right now.
2: The result in the end wasn't what they were hoping for, but the team can be proud of another solid effort. Despite giving up a penalty shot in the ninth minute, defense continues to impress, especially in that second half where they were able to thwart any Bethlehem counterattack. Been very good in terms of defensively. Anything specific about protecting against the counter
3: Yeah, I think good communication from, from our back line, um, making sure we have we have guys in the right places and, and guys are, are close to their danger men. Um, you know, so I think I think that's 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 big. And then just you know, guys making plays,
2: trying to see two players may be disappointed, but they will fondly remember this day. As for many of them, including Swiss native Brandon Onconi. this is their first time playing at BMO Field. And also in front of over 3,000 hometown fans. Oh, it was a great pleasure because there's a, was a lot of people, and you know the fans were, were pushing us, and I really appreciate. We we can feel it. The the 12 the 12 men was the fans today. Besides the fans, how about playing at BMO Field itself? Oh, it's nice because it's it's our dream to play uh, to play every week in the BMO Field, play with the first team. So when we get the chances, you know it's like it's a different atmosphere, but. Like, really enjoy it. They won't have much time to enjoy it, however, as their next game is Friday, May 19th, against a very difficult Tampa Bay Rowdy squad that already beat them earlier this year. That's the final whistle for this episode of TFC2 Talk. I'm Dario Passarelli. TFC Talk on
0: all-in sports talk. TFC Talk with MLS and TFC journalist Steve Gennaro. TFC Talk is what you've been waiting for. More Toronto FC every single week. Practice reports, one-on-one interviews with players, coaches, executives, club alumni and insiders, and match day coverage of Toronto FC. TFC Talk can be heard on all-in sports talks, free app or tune-in station, and is simulcast on Waking the Red. You can also listen to past episodes of TFC talk on all in sports talks, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud channels. Be sure to follow Steve on Twitter at underscore S Gennaro and listen to TFC talk every week up the reds, up the reds, up the reds.